Welcome. This is Trans Station Radio. I'm Jackie Strano. You can call me Jack. And this is the Michelle Miao Show, airing on Broadcasting and Progressive Voices Network. And uh, we got a great show today, our, our inaugural debut show. I got a good buddy of mine in, in the studio with us. I'm really honored and happy uh, to have this person here with me. Um, it's going to be special, folks. Uh, this, is, this is somebody who is a, a living saint. So, so put that in your hat and smoke it, and we'll hear more about that later. Alex, hello. Hey there. How's it going, Jack? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm um, well, thank you. And right. thank you for having me on the show. What an honor to uh, start your inaugural uh, blessings and movement on uh, giving the world who we are and in our community. Well, thank so you. So thank you for having thank me you. be your first guest. I appreciate it. Thank you for blessing it with your presence. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get right to it. Tell me about you, Alex. You in where? Where is the <laughs> where do name we start? from? Where does that begin? Um, well, that's actually my drag name. My given name is uh, Alex Morrison, Carmen Morrison. I'm the youngest of 14 kids. Wow. Yeah. Um, never went hungry. Never went dirty. Blessed my parents who who left before me. 14 kids. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Catholic, yeah. just busy. Well, my father was Catholic. My mother okay. was Baptist, All right. and then he converted. But just the fact that they had that farming mentality, yeah. you know, Pennsylvania farming mentality, and Love where it. even though it didn't exist, your children would go out and work your farms for you. But uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think they had a lot of fun. Yeah. I think that was basically what happened here. Right on. <laughs> Two I'm sets one of, of seven. Twins. So, oh, right. Yeah, so you, the you, indentured servant mentality. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Right yeah. on. And I'm married to Ellen Morrison, who I'm giving a big shout out to. Hi, sweetie. Um, we've known each other and been uh, together for 19 years. Uh, we got married in 2008. Yeah, when we were legal, and mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. were the few that hung in there until Jumped everybody could window. go. Absolutely. Right on. Absolutely. So, what else you need to know, Jack? Well, I uh, <laughs> is there a. Is there a special uh, reference to Alex Yuin, or that came that just came to you drag name? This is it, or is it a homage to something? Or? No, I was forced to have a drag name. Uh, I was in a competition, my very first competition. Okay. Didn't know I couldn't use my real name, or that wasn't the okay. the uh, style of of dragging at that time. Uh-huh. And um, I just said, okay, I let you in, and so I turned it into Alex Yuin, and that's how I it came. It. And I so, love it. That's awesome. Yeah. And you're from Philly, as you said, born I and am raised. Born and raised in Philly. All right. Yeah. And and describe Philly for for an outsider. Uh very urban, mm-hmm. you know, very welcoming for people of color and their friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the town that I was born in is called Reading, Pennsylvania, which is right outside of Philly. Okay. Um, same type of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. My parents eventually bought this home that sat way out in the countryside. Um, and so that was a little. So you had the town. And yeah, the that, for me that was alienating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew I was queer. We moved out there when we were fourteen, and I had queer friends in the city, but I didn't have queer friends out that way. Oh, okay. And uh, started slowly uh, getting my own community, uh, but it took me a while. Yeah. Uh, but when I, did you know you were queer? When I was seven. Wow. I had a crush on Donna Nortarski. <laughs> First and, and last And she was name. 14. <laughs> Hello, Donna. Older woman. Okay. She was 14 and... <laughs> the lightning bolt hit you. Absolutely. And I liked older women from that point on. And then there was some <laughs> change in my life where I started dating younger women. Okay. And I became the old lady. And, um, <laughs> and so there became my wife. Um, I love it. Who's quite younger than I am. So we'll even we go work. with that because she's yeah. listening, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so so I hear this rumor. You're like, I mean, I've always known you as a very eloquent, uh, intelligent person, but you're like genius. You're like IQ off the charts. Yeah, I was fortunate to I have both it. my parents' brain um, mass in my head. Um, I love it. Yeah, and so I was fortunate to have that, and I was blessed by the people that were around me to give me the education to expand that knowledge. Right on. Yeah. And so at a young age, you you were in public school? And I was. You, okay. Yeah, I was in public school. I got a, I was forced to take this test okay. and ended up um, having over 132 wow. IQ. Wow. Yeah. 
and and you've gone on to do many things with that <laughs> besides yeah. your generous heart. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I I've been blessed that I've uh, been been having the right people around me to guide me right and having the right mentors in my life and being able to mentor others so I can gain knowledge from both ways. Right on. Um, and so it's just really put me on a path of of the always the gift that my parents gave me. My mother was mm-hmm. always giving. Mm-hmm. And uh, she would make you know, biscuits on Sunday morning mm-hmm. for the kids in the neighborhood that I maybe sometimes that. that was their only meal and she would make a game out of it and give them out by playing baseball with them with it, you know, wrapping it up in a napkin and pitching it out the window or Beautiful. pitching it to them. And it was fun. I mean, it wasn't like sure. she was throwing garbage out to, no, to people. It was not. like we made it fun. Um, and but you've continued that legacy. With yeah, you know, I've, yeah. I've seen, I've seen what she what the the glory and mm-hmm. the um, the the sense of self mm-hmm. when you give back to people who don't think that you see them. Mm-hmm. And so, with her her um, direction, mm-hmm. I was able to channel that through my life and give where I can. Um, I, you know, grew up on food stamps. I grew up on yellow cheese. I grew up on mm-hmm. things that were given to us. Mm-hmm. I grew up on all my sister's clothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have much of my own until Easter or Christmas is when I got something new, right? right? So now I'm a, can I say the word whore? I'm a clothes whore, <laughs> shoe whore. <laughs> I'm everything that Daddy brings, brings yeah. some sort of fashion <laughs> to this body. Um, Hell yeah. And so I, and then, you know, I just learned that gift. Of, yeah, absolutely. That's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. And um, so what got you to San Francisco? And say San Francisco over New York. Yeah, that, that was an easy decision because I was reading Time Magazine when I was young, very young, and I mm-hmm. saw the word lesbian, and it was associated wow. to San Francisco, and that stuck in my head until I was probably well, it gives around. Me chills. It reminds me of the scene in When We Rise. Ab- absolutely, right? Absolutely. Wow. Um, and just kept reading that word and kept reading that word. And I remember when I was much younger, I asked my, I was at the dinner table. We had your traditional dinner table. Everybody sat down to eat. Mm-hmm. We had all mm-hmm. these chairs around the table. And my food was always stolen by my brothers, but <laughs> it, was, it was a happy time. Um, and I remember at the table as a young child, because I read the word lesbian way before I saw it in the Time magazine somewhere or heard it mm-hmm. from someone. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking at the table, what does lesbian mean? Wow. And you could How hear a pin drop and then you'd hear all these sneaker, snickering <laughs> and, <laughs> and then full laughter. And my mother, my mother said, that is not funny. And I don't want to hear that word at this table ever mm-hmm. again. Wow. And so for me, I felt then, okay, mm-hmm. I just got punished. I can't use that word with my family. Who am I going to ask when I have all of these resources in front of me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I held that feeling Mm -hmm. and and would hold hands that when I was so happy when my teachers would pair me up with another, you know, female bodied person and I could hold hands with them. Mm. You know, it was like I know it was probably you know, catching a feel or something, but it was still, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was still in um, um, a warm feeling. Yeah. So I You're knew. Like, let's take the bathroom pass together. Absolutely. Let's take the line. Let's get on the back of the line. <laughs> that way the, it's longer right. to get back I to school, those right. kind of things. And so, um, but then fast forwarding, when I read the word lesbian and I, mm-hmm. you know, started having access to libraries and, and other people than the people in my home and being able to tell me Mm-hmm. what that word is and who that word is. And I said, well, that's me. Wow. And that, that translated to you got to go to San Francisco. I got to go to San Francisco because yeah. when I read it, it was associated to San Francisco. Wow. That's amazing. And, and you, know, you got I, here in San Francisco when? What year? Uh, 78. Wow. So describe that. Yeah. What did it look like and feel um, like? You know, coming out here as a, as a young teen, um, you know, because – well, I, I'll go backwards a little bit. So I came out for summer mm-hmm. uh, to check out schools and stuff and to check it out. And then went back home and then knew that this is what I wanted to do. And Amazing. so I convinced four of my friends. And I uh, got a Volkswagen van or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And we went... You we we came... We out. took three weeks and came out here. <laughs> That's amazing. And so... I mean, we're talking Sylvester was still alive then. Yeah, I, I remember uh, meeting him 
and yeah. partying with it, not partying like drugs yeah, or yeah. anything, but yeah. just listening to music and being able to sing and, and uh, mess around with him. So you, you were on the streets of San Francisco like before the plague years. You were Absolutely. You were I was part of the crew of women mm-hmm. who helped sure. put together uh, the giving uh, circles that sure. we would go into homes and take care of our brothers. Sure. Yeah. When the, the signs and the names started appearing in the Absolutely. corner and the Castro. Absolutely. And, yeah. and don't get me wrong. I was freaked out. Yeah. I was totally freaked out. So freaked out that I would not I would go into restaurants and I would have my own uh, handkerchief. Um, and I wouldn't touch knobs. And I, went, I mean, I became the person that I didn't want to become until I started volunteering. Sure. Right, because all of what I was hearing initially was around the news stuff. Fear and the stigma. Absolutely, yeah. and yeah. and then when I started volunteering, yeah. is when I really got to know my brothers and got to know the difference between AIDS and HIV and got to know what it takes in mm-hmm. strength to like even live in the body that's already has the disease. Yeah. And yeah. at that time, there wasn't a lot that we were doing. And right. so whenever you wanted to find, if you didn't see someone, right. and whenever you wanted to find out where they were, right. you opened the BAR. Exactly. And you I looked remember. in the obituaries. Yeah, and if you held your breath yeah. until you hoping saw, you hoping you didn't see their face. No, yeah. I remember those times. And fast yeah. forward a little bit, I remember uh, when Brownie Mary was doing the benefits oh, yeah. at yeah. the old bear at on the Castro. Bear. Absolutely. And, we, and my old band would play, and, and she'd right. take another you know, contraband shipment into General Hospital. Yep. And, uh, yep. yeah, it was and, some harsh and times. It, it brought up, you know, like I wish that they, they, the beings that who could research and make a difference, yeah. would have followed her yeah. and saw what marijuana was doing and where, where marijuana was helping the patients. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it they... It took a while. It finally got there. Yeah, it finally yeah. got there. But, yeah. you know, initially... I mean, I saw some of my friends have life again. Mm-hmm. Feel like they could take a walk. Yeah, you know, come on, Alex, take me to the movies. Mm-hmm. So I took one friend to the movies, and and I went to see Beaches with with him, and he died like the next day or the day after, mm-hmm. and we never finished Beaches because he got sick in the middle of the movie, and I can't to this day I can't watch that movie. Mm-hmm. I've never finished it, and I still can't finish it. Yeah, you know, so. So you're doing the volunteer work, you're doing the community work, and then that morphed into Drag King performing in the House of Kingdom. It did. And, and what was that path? It was interesting. It's it. Um, you know, give me. Let me give some content. Uh, yeah, the uh, Kingdom came about because one, Drag Kings don't really have a space sure. unless we're invited by our Drag King sisters, which is an honor and we thank them mm-hmm. but we really needed our own house and we mm-hmm. really needed to show folks that we're just not a one-time performance in the middle mm-hmm. of drag queens who mm-hmm. when we come on or folks in the audience when we came on they would go and get drinks because we weren't mm-hmm. significant enough mm-hmm. and you know I lived that pattern for a while and mm-hmm. thank God I did because I got a chance to perform in the art that I love and your group, the Mama's Boys, has been yes. around since when? You founded... Uh, well, I founded that in 2004. And okay. that's one of the reasons why we started our own thing. Yeah. And then when we decided not to do lip sync and, and put a little different element in, in kinging and do all live vocals and then hit the error mm-hmm. that was, because we loved hip-hop, but hit the error that was the cleanest and the freshest and the fun mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. put the fun back in to hip-hop, mm-hmm. um, we shows late 70s, 80s, early 90s, and then brought back that music, which our youth of today know because most of the riffs were stolen from it, or oh, quote absolutely. unquote, right? right so right. they say, how do you know that music? It's like, duh, I grew up with it. So, I, right, and know. even our, my 12-year-old, 11-year-old kid, my 24-year-old kid, I mean, you know, different eras, but oh, I love this song. I'm absolutely. Like, well, you know where that sample absolutely. is. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so that's why we chose that, because then the samples are familiar and we can get a cross-section of crowds. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, we're going to hear a lot more. Uh, this is Jack Strano with Transstation Radio. We've got Alex Ewan on the show. We'll be right back. Many nonprofits rely on events to raise money, create space for community gathering, and offer opportunities to network. But how many hours in a day do community leaders have when they're busy changing the world? Imagine your next event, gala, festival, or celebration 
professionally executed with creative ideas and ideals to match your community service. IDK is the community's trusted event production company. Visit idkevents.com for all your event production needs. Babe, I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? <laughs> Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. As a unified team of the best fertility specialists, guided by the highest ethical standards, Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Voices Network, streaming the best in progressive talk 24-7. Keep the progressive conversation going on on Facebook. Like us at facebook.com forward slash progressive voices. On the Progressive Voices Facebook page, we update the stories that our hosts like Tom Hartman, Stephanie Miller, Bill Press, and Leslie Marshall will be talking about during their shows. And we share great news, commentaries, opinion pieces, and videos from all over the progressive world. Always progressive, always on. Be part of the progressive conversation. Like us at facebook.com forward slash progressive voices. And welcome back to Trans Station Radio. I'm Jack Strano, Trans Station Radio, where art and music go beyond the label. And I am so happy to be on Progressive Voices on the Michelle Miao Show. I'm grateful that Michelle Miao is bringing this programming to you. And so honored to have my buddy Alex Yuen on the show today. And I want to tell you, uh, we've been talking a bit, and I want to tell you a little bit about Alex Yuen as we go on and find out more about the performance and the awards and everything that is Alex. Uh, this is this is a special honor. We got Alex Yuen, the best drag king, voted SF's best drag king, uh, the face and founder of the Mama's Boys troupe. Alex Yuen is a human mixtape of artistry and activism, delivering provocative and raucously entertaining hip hop riffs that simultaneously call gender and racial stereotypes into question this summer. Alex will be a community grand marshal at SF Pride. Like, <laughs> when do you sleep? <laughs> I think that's what my wife says, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is excellent, man. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, so let's get back into, we were talking about uh, your coming up and your past and SF and when you got here and community organizing work. Um, you know, what's the most important part to you about community work? What, what are your guiding principles? That's a great question. Um, the simple answer is give where's needed. Mm -hmm. The long, longer answer is to be able to um, understand where the deficits are in our community and get the right people in line to give to mm -hmm. make, make sure those gaps are full, mm -hmm. are filled. Um, what we do with the House of Kingdom, which is um, our drag king house that we're going to be opening up in San Francisco again at the stud soon. Right um, what we do is is be a vehicle. Our 501c3 allows us to be a vehicle of those that funding mm -hmm. and be able to earmark it to where the need is. Mm -hmm. And so far, we've raised um, thirty almost thirty thousand uh, dollars for beautiful. over ten entities in the in the uh, that need service and for one family whose young child was born with four heart defects and we were able to give back so the two parents mm -hmm. can stay home. One of the parents can stay home with her. Hi, baby Charlie. <laughs> One of the parents can stay home with her um, in order to not have some stranger with their baby while they're mm -hmm. up out spending money or, or making money just to mm -hmm. spend it again. Sure. You know, so this, this way they can it stay home. It takes a village. It truly Absolutely. does. Yeah. Absolutely. That's amazing. I love it. Um, so current and past clubs in various projects. Give us a little more info. So so House of Kingdom started when 2004? No, that was Mama's Boys. That was Mama's Boys. Okay, so, yeah. so Mama Boys, Mama Boys, I'm sorry. I cut no, off. I was just going to say, go for it. Tell us uh, Mama's Boys and then House of Kingdom origin. Sure. Um, Mama Boys, um, like I was saying earlier, it started in 2004. 
Um, we wanted to take a different switch to uh, the art of drag kinging, and so we decided to make it hip hop. And what we've done is taken the old school hip hop because we felt that that was the cleanest and the most fun uh, music, mm -hmm. and people can relate to it all ages. Um, and we changed the words, and so we wanted to make sure that it was more of an artivist sound mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than just um, doing covers and having yeah. it just be the no, normal. You all wording. are amazing. <laughs> People got to catch your shows. Yeah, sure. it's really fun, and so and we're also like menudo. I don't know if people know who menudo is. <laughs> it's how we we age out, if you will. Um, I I seem to be, you know, uh, what's that little guy's name? Button something button, <laughs> and, and I don't really age out, but the others have aged out. Um, but they age out to great stuff, like mm -hmm. my what I call my little sister, Kayla Marin, who was my partner just up until a couple of weeks ago, is now on an adventure. Mm -hmm. I mean, is dropping mm -hmm. an album and That's is amazing. being recognized to do bigger and better things. And, That's amazing. you know, we're so proud of her. Mm -hmm. And so now we have a new Kingdom King, mm -hmm. a resident brother that stepped up and has mm -hmm. taken uh, Kayla's place and who we call mailman because his mm -hmm. voice delivers. And so Tycho <laughs> has stepped up. That's and now amazing. Tycho is being um, trained, if you will. I mean, has a beautiful, beautiful voice. So it doesn't have to be trained vocally, but yeah. trained the steps, you know, showed the steps of how it is yeah. to jump into the world of entertainment and, and the pains and the glory that come with it. That's um, amazing. And and so that was Mama Boys. And so, like I was saying earlier, the, in order to give back, mm -hmm. the Mama Boys presented Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And now Kingdom has blossomed in, into its own. Its own force where, of nature. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we have, you know, seven resident kings. We have a waiting list of people that want to perform. Mm -hmm. We were honored to have you. The, it was such the, a nice night the, in Berkeley. That you know, night. have you, Jack, yeah. you know, just lay down your vocals yeah. and it like was, have everybody in all mm -hmm. um you know and we have uh we had mahogany uh honey mahogany from yeah, rupaul beautiful. drags race mm -hmm. and she was the first ever drag queen that graced our stage and nice. then we had some special guests and and uh sister roma came up and presented me my um my saint your sainthood yeah you are a saint <laughs> you are a living saint so describe that a little bit well, what exactly was the award yeah well, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgent uh, grant uh -huh. uh, the, the sainthood, and that's their way of acknowledging that, yes, you maybe can't come into the sisterhood, but sure. you can definitely come into the sainthood. I love and it. And so what they bestowed upon me was a sainthood honor that was, that they said, creating positive changes in the world for perpetually dedicating untold hours of freely expanded energy in the service to the order <laughs> and to the community for you know universal joy and everywhere uh, you go it's beautiful I thing. think that's everything they said and um, and so it was and it was another part of it was like you know bestowed with uh, mama's boys and daddy's uh -huh. girls uh -huh. and go off and conquer that I kind of thing and it was it. awesome I love it and they came up and I was um, so happy to yeah. be there that night when oh yeah you, that's you were presented you... with that yeah. absolutely and it was just fun and so you know, there's some there's some duties that come with this, but I think mm -hmm. that Kingdom is already doing them. So, you know, sure. you, it's about giving back and it's about being able to make sure that you are following in, in you know, following mm -hmm. the same uh, footsteps that the sisters do. The in, in, mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. To mm -hmm. uh, fundraise and give back. And, and so where will Kingdom be? Like, where's the resident Kingdom We're house? so happy um, yeah. to be back in the city because we started in the city. Right. And, um, you know, because of San Francisco growing so much and a lot of programming. Gentrification. Abs absolutely. Yeah. So pro nightclubs. Absolutely. Queer Clubs scene. are going, so mm -hmm. programming is going, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so we had to take a little jaunt and go over to the East Bay. Mm -hmm. uh, friends of mine open Ivory Room. Um, I want to give a shout out to Summer and to Lonnie. Uh, for giving us that opportunity. I call it the Easy Bay of the gay area. Absolutely, Easy Bay. <laughs> and they gave us a chance and came in, and they allowed us to use their space until we can mm -hmm. find a home that would be more permanent and not so far out and so people can get yeah. there pretty easily. But the Ivory Room, if you haven't been there, is just off the hook. You should go Beautiful there and check system. it out. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Great space. I love, I love that space. And I love that two women took a risk in this time mm -hmm. to open a club mm -hmm. in that area, yeah. which is at the border of Berkeley and Albany. Yeah, they made 
create a beautiful space. Absolutely. And so another group of folks have welcomed us who took a big risk to save the stud. And I mm -hmm. really give an applause to all of the stud co-ops. Cooperative. Yeah, it's an amazing and story. They've given us a space. Yeah. So and we got a weekend. So Saturday, yeah, I know, right? We've been, you know, doing Thursday nights and uh -huh. people, you know, feel that that's their Friday, but still it's hard on some folks yeah, that are working. Yeah. Hey, Thursday's a good night. Yeah. So it was, it, you know, it worked out for us and, and the uh, we is, did well. Besides the co op, uh, it's a legacy San Francisco absolutely. business. So absolutely. Absolutely. And, and yeah, and it falls in line with mm -hmm. our mission and vision. So, mm -hmm. We're going to be there on... When's the kickoff show? Yeah, our kickoff show is June the 10th. Okay. Uh, it's the San second Francisco. Saturday. We will be second Saturdays of the month. Easy. Um, our doors will open a little later than we do right now, probably mm -hmm. 8, 830. We're still working out that contract. Mm -hmm. Our shows will go through the night. They'll be dancing. It, it'll be a, it'll a be nice beautiful. night. It goes to 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, right in time for Pride Month. It's Absolutely. Be amazing. Absolutely. It's be a great kickoff. Thank you. Leading up to that, we're going to have a press to uh, address to impress event mm -hmm. at Club 355 in Oakland, okay. uh, and that's 355 19th Street, and that's on the 11th of April. I mean, I'm sorry, 11th of May. Gotcha. And that's to get people from the East Bay um, really knowing our work, so then mm -hmm. they can come in town mm -hmm. on Saturdays. So people us. Google House of Kingdom and Mama's Boys. That's with a Z. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, what's the easiest way they can find all this info? In um, they could Google us and they'll come up with YouTube videos. They'll come up with our Facebook channel. They'll come up with our website. Right on. Um, and then same for everything. Same for Unleashed, which is a dance party that I started to have safe space for lesbians over 30. Mm -hmm. And for Kingdom, House of Kingdom, you'll be able to, if you just, you know, do Kingdom, even on Facebook, you'll come up with some information. And the same with the Mama Boys, you'll come up with right some on. information. Right yep. on. And, you know, and I love you are everywhere and doing everything. I love that I ran into you that night and you all performed at the uh, it was the uh, the Lesbian Historical Archive. Yeah. Or, LGBTQ. Uh, LGBTQ yeah, uh, Historical. Yeah, yeah. But it was the one it was dedicated. Remind me, it was Valencia Street, correct? Or the mission. It's something there was something about. Was um, that the one that was. So I've done so many of them. No, there. I know you have. But it was, <laughs> it was a beautiful bad thing to just randomly, I, I see you yeah. at all these kinds of yeah. galas and events. And I know you just did the the LGBTQ Center uh, 15th Yeah, 15th anniversary year anniversary. They had their uh, their party the night before and their key fundraiser. Then the Love next it. day they had the ribbon cutting Love it. of the new remodeled space. And if you haven't seen it, you should get down there. It's just really beautiful. They've done a great job. They've doubled their space, they've been able to give more services, and right I, I gotta you know, pat myself on the back a little bit because I feel honored, I feel like I have a hand in, in, in uh, much earlier, Creating like the first space. 15 years, because I was Amazing. one of uh, the founders of many, but you know, right. I was just right. happy to be able to do that work at that time. Right and I'll be back. I promised them that I'm sorry I was missing for 14 years, but I will be back now. So Right on. Yeah. And you you all have done a lot of university gigs, correct? Yeah, we just performed at USF uh, just a couple of days ago. And how did that go? That was really fun. We've done um, – what we do is uh, they usually – for USF, they had a class that was very similar to some other classes, which are uh, – queens and kings and, and somewhere in between type classes, nice. right? And so they offer that as a accredited course. And in a Jesuit school, this is very important because, Absolutely. you know, it allows your students not to be hiding. Right. So if they Gives are... a safe space. Absolutely. Yeah. If they're queer or, or nonconforming or whatever their choices are, um, it allows them to know that they mm -hmm. have a safe space in a university that is predominantly mm -hmm. Catholic and, mm -hmm. um, and in some cases, depending on where you are, anti mm -hmm. who you are, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so they invited the Mama Boys to put on a show. Was and it so the whole we, troop? Yeah, the there troop. was. Um, we had nine of us there that night. And wow. so we all put on a show. We had, it was a variety show, you know, it's what yeah. we do. Yeah. And uh, we engage with the crowd and we engage with the students and the faculty and, and the people from the public. And we got nothing but great responses from folks. And then we That's have a Q&A at the end. And then there, we're open to ask go? anything. That was awesome. Yeah. Everybody stayed except two people creeped out. Okay. You know who you are. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, um, and so they stayed. They asked very intelligent questions. Uh, and, you know, so we've done, we've done that at... University of uh, UC Merced. We've we've uh, done that same program at St. Mary's College a couple of different That's times. St. Mary's had um, uh, shout out to Scott. 
the mm-hmm. professor there has just brought us in a lot uh, in that he really believes in making sure that there is programming or, or some sort of class or mm-hmm. um, offered that that really reflects the others in our community. You know, it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. whatever you identify by and whoever whatever choices you have. Mm-hmm. You know, he really okay. puts his heart into it and makes uh, sure it happens. It, and it always takes that 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 connector and that influencer, that person that, you know, makes it happen and yeah. give you the the path to get there and, and reach the kids. And what kind of questions are they asking? Um, you know, there's been different questions from you know, how do you put your facial hair on? Because we use real hair yeah. and we sort of look like little boys. Yeah. And um, or what do you do with your breast? And yeah. what do you? How do you make your junk and things yeah. like that? But this time around, it was more questions of of our choices, mm-hmm. either in name or mm-hmm. who our persona, who our persona, who what what mm-hmm. persona do you take? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, how did you know that mm-hmm. you know this is the path that you wanted? And even just because it is such a queer identified sure. uh, art, sure. um, how can I get involved? Um, nice. You know, and if I'm not the type of person that can get up on stage, mm-hmm. is there something else I can do? Mm-hmm. And we got a grant a while ago from the sisters to do um, workshops. Mm. And so uh, we're, we don't have that money anymore, and we would mm-hmm. love to get more money to do those mm-hmm. kind of things. But I felt that that was very instrument, in, in, you know, for changing the lives of our, of the kids who want to do this. Mm-hmm. I think it was just very advantageous to have those kind of programs. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, we're gonna hear more. This is Transstation Radio, and I'm with Alex Yuin. This is Jack Strana, and we'll be right back. Hi, my name is Courtney Ziegler, and I'm the founder of TransHack, which is an organization focused on creating technology for the trans community and visibility for trans technologists and entrepreneurs. Tech is like the new industrial revolution. There's so many opportunities for wealth building and wealth creation. It's perfect for the trans community, which experiences strong amounts of unemployment um, and low wages. TransHack um, provides an opportunity for trans individuals to take advantage of the wealth creation that the tech industry provides. Um, it's a space in which people who are in charge of innovation and development, all these awesome things that we are able to use through technology, are paid really well for that. And so I think that trans people should definitely have their hand in, in that space and creating that. And so TransHack provides that opportunity. I got my first computer when I was 15 years old in the 90s, and it changed my world ever since then. And I went on to become an independent filmmaker who had to uh, not only write direct my own films, but also was kind of doing the technical stuff behind it, which is the editing and the capturing, all those things. I've always had this kind of tech-based background. I'm just very curious about a lot of things and just very fascinated about things that I don't know um, and things that can make me a better person. All of that motivates me. I'm just like, what else can I know? What else can I do? What else can I learn? Success to me means a number of things. I think right now in my life, personally, it means waking up every day and feeling proud of the work that I'm doing and proud of myself. Just know what you want to get out of any particular industry. Um, It's not an industry that's 100% inclusive in the ways that it should be, in the ways that it's progressing towards, of all types of people in in terms of creating the tech and the industry itself, building its infrastructure. Um, But that's also exciting in the fact that, like, um, people like me have a lot of room to change a lot of things and a lot of precedent to set so um, and that is the, the epitome of success spotlight on success and achievement is brought to you by Wells Fargo together we'll go far you're listening to the progressive voices channel on tune in please help us grow tell your friends to tune in to progressive voices find out more at progressivevoices.com Hello, you're listening to Transstation Radio. This is Jack Strano. Transstation Radio, where art and music go beyond the label. And I'm so happy to be on Progressive Voices on the network here on the Michelle Miao Show. Grateful to Michelle Miao bringing this programming to you. And today, in particular, so honored to have Alex Yu in. And we're getting into the nitty gritty. We've been talking about a lot of stuff. And I want to I pull back a little bit and, and tell me, 
Alex, what's your passion? Mm. Um, my passion is is in service to those who. Well, let me start out over again. Um, hmm. it, it's a it's a question that makes me emotional, and that's why I'm hesitating because um, it goes true to my heart. So my passion is giving back. Mm. My passion is to allow folks that. Um, can't do for for themselves uh, because of the position that they're in, whether they're in a town that they can't be out or whether they're in a uh, need a service that uh, they don't know where to go to get it or don't have the funds to receive it. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's one of these things that always makes me choke up because yeah. it's... Um, it's just that so many things are needed that it's right. it's very overwhelming and we can only do so much. But I, what I try to do is set it up to where people pay back. Right. You know, you pay it forward. We do something sure. for you. We can give you the means to pay it forward sure. in that sense, whether it's in kind, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, you get a cash flow someday mm -hmm. and you give it back mm -hmm. or whether it's just going in someone's home and delivering some food and, you know, or or being there and holding a hand for mm -hmm. someone who's in need. Um, mm -hmm. You know, oh, you're such a force of good. And I mm. mean, that, that just ripples, you know. Mm. And you can see it whenever you're around you, whenever you see any of your performances, whenever you go to any of your clubs, anything you've touched, you know, you, you can see that and feel that. And so oh, you should be you very proud. That. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that happened uh, a couple of years ago that I really, you know, took some strong arm on is that um, being African-American, the black names on, on Facebook were mm. being deleted mm. like my friends were disappearing my friends with hyphens in their names or mm -hmm. or uh, apostrophes were not somehow were not anymore uh existing mm -hmm. so one of the things that were happening as well is almost a million uh drag queens and kings names were t starting to be missed right. on indigenous people day right some of my uh native brothers and sisters names started disappearing and so this was just this weird phenomenon that was happening Erasure. on facebook yeah. and we were just being erased from a tool mm -hmm. that has sucked us in to be used so we can keep community yeah. and all of a sudden we can't have community right and so what what we're being told is you don't exist for us, mm -hmm. and therefore, we don't need you. Mm -hmm. But, you know, th there are people at Facebook that didn't know about this. Mm -hmm. There are some that knew about it but didn't know what to do about it or felt that that was a, you know, a status quo, that was norm. Mm -hmm. And so what we did was uh, form these group of artivists that, and activists that sat down with them. You call it artivist. Yes. Say that again. It's art artivist. and activist. That's an activist. Artivist. Absolutely. Love it. And uh, and I have to give a props uh, to my friend uh, Kinfolks because she's mm -hmm. the one that really mm -hmm. turned me on to that word and how to use it and why we should be using it. And, mm -hmm. you know, I've I've uh, moved it forward. So um, I want to make sure that she gets props for that. Yeah. Cause, Shout uh, out she to does, Kinfolks. Yeah, because she Very does a lot person. of great work for this uh, community as well with her gender spectrum movement. Mm -hmm. um, so we, then we sat at the table with everybody but um, the big guy, Zuckerberg. Yeah, Mark. And, um, and, and came with some agreements. And that's what started this motion, this movement of mm -hmm. how do we change policy mm -hmm. to reflect that you can use your authentic name? Right. How do we change policy to make sure that when it happens again, right. that people are quickly giving their life back? Because right. you can't offer a tool like that that people use as their everyday social life. And, right. and they have to, in some cases, not use their real name, right. their given name. Right. Um, they have to use a name that they for feel safety. comfortable with for yeah. safety or, you in know. the middle of their gender journey. Absolutely. And, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially being in the middle of your gender journey because that's what you're testing out. Right. And right. you're seeing who your allies are and your friends are, and you're asking questions that help you with that journey. Right. So we have young people that are sitting, probably listening to this show, that are sitting with you know, a veil around them because mm -hmm. they don't know what to do. They don't mm -hmm. know where to go. Mm -hmm. And so this kind of a tool mm -hmm. was helpful. And then we have our trans brothers and sisters, and we have our teachers, and we have, I you know I'm mixing 
all these different mm -hmm. types of cultures together, but that's what was happening. Yeah, Everybody absolutely. was getting confused about this choice. So by that, we were able to be awarded uh, different awards through our community for doing this work. But it's our communities that is strong, and, mm -hmm. and especially in the Bay Area, where we're saying we're not going to stand for this. Yeah, I'm going to be the voice of many because yeah. they can't be and to here. to lead this movement. And I'll help, yeah, yeah. I'll help represent my brothers and sisters that can't be and bring them in when I can yeah. or when, when they are available. You stood up to available. a huge corporation and made them listen. And they listened. It's a beautiful thing. And yeah. so, you know, we're still here. It is three years later, and we're still, yeah. you know, having people write us and saying that they were dropped. But yeah. At least there was something that was happening. Yeah, and you yeah. can point to it now to refer to it and say, hey, this is ongoing. This isn't just like you fixed it instantly. We've, we've got to keep circling Absolutely. back. Absolutely. And, you know, and it, and it shows how big our community is because mm -hmm. San Francisco Pride was a big um, part of helping us move things along as well. Mm -hmm. The second wave of moving things along, they mm -hmm. got involved. And, you know, and part of it is because the community was calling for Facebook not to be in our space. Right. Don't come in our parade. Right. Don't do anything with our community that gives you any way to be in the limelight. If right. you are not going to honor who we are in our right. choices. You want to come to the party, know who you're partying with. Know who with. you're partying with. <laughs> exactly. You know, don't bring red wine to be a, a gracious white wine guest. drinker. You know, it's <laughs> like, come on, do it right. Yeah, um, right on. So we were able to... You know, move that's, that. That's amazing. That's great. And so back to performing, because it's such, you know, you talk about artivism mm -hmm. uh, and and bringing activism out on stage in an entertainment way, because there's a lot to process, like you said, with the university gig, um, which is pure entertainment, but just by the sheer force of, of your presence, you know, and being you. Um, but let's talk a little bit about outside of the U.S., Mm -hmm. uh, you performed a lot outside of this country. We have. The Mama Boys have been very fortunate to be recognized through our YouTube um, channels and, and you know, some people being in person and hearing us, um, to be invited. So we mm -hmm. perform. We just got back in September uh, from um, performing in Sweden. Wow. And we performed that. What was theme. that like? Oh, that was awesome. We're treated like princesses. <laughs> I mean, it was awesome, and we're being around all these people beautiful just people. Going crazy. Absolutely, yeah. it was absolutely. It, um, we pro performed in Stockholm to a live band, oh which gosh, was a pleasure. And they saw us in the in the audience because our our uh, final destination was across the country in Gothenburg, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and but we our first stop was in Stockholm, and they, you know, saw us in the audience and asked us to come up and do a set. Wow. And to a live band, That's which is and, and these guys, you know, are incredible uh, uh, musicians who uh -huh. were able to drop the beats for us, and we can just go into doing our what we do, and um, and some of the audience members don't speak English, but most of the people in Sweden do speak English. Right but on. depending on which section you are what from, what was the queer community? Like there, I mean, how how was the well response? in Stockholm? I didn't get a chance to really associate with my, many uh. queer people. Um, it was. Because it was all straight people who who oh, recognized, but wow. in in right in Sweden it's not a big deal in a sense. Gotcha. Like you are who you, you know. We go yeah. in different clubs and everybody's everybody. Okay. You know, it's not like they. Yeah, it's a you know, like it's not like they it's have more their separate society. Absolutely, so you don't need to, absolutely. Yeah, got it. And that's what I loved. You mean know, yeah. you you met so many different people with different choices and and different colors and different. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. like it was amazing. And then we moved from Stockholm to the middle of the country which was where my wife's from. Ah, and so we were okay. able to see family uh -huh. who um, don't generally, her side of the family, uh, in some cases, don't get to see that many people of color, okay. and especially darker-skinned people of color. So when I walked yeah. into one of her family's homes, it was this, the, the elder of the family just stared at me. Wow. Like he had seen, you know, and I'm sure he saw, he'd seen black people before, but sure. it was just the way that he stared at me, and then he didn't acknowledge me. Wow. He wouldn't shake my hand. So not only it's the double absolutely. layers of the, queerness, blackness. Yes, absolutely. Like It what? was weird. It wow. was the weirdest feeling because I'd gone from this, you know, kumbaya to wonk wow. wonk, you know? <laughs> so it was weird. Wow. But I'll tell you one thing, and I'll tell you quick. It was the cutest little story because all of the women in the house mm. noticed it and started making up for it. 
Mm-hmm. Alex, can we get you some tea? And, and you know, they mm-hmm. save some of it in, in their broken English, and it's mm-hmm. so, so incredibly sweet And what, what gender did they think, or, I mean, what, do you, what pronouns do you use? I use he mm-hmm. and him when I'm in drag, and I use they and they, uh, they them, theirs, otherwise. Gotcha. If you, so if you, you know, slip up and say she, that's fine, mm-hmm. too. I mean, but yeah. I will correct you sometimes. I, I use yeah. a lot, too. Yeah. They so, and she, and yeah. I get he. I mean, my gender journey throughout the day, I get a lot of I different I get different pronouns. ones. If I have a hat on, I get young man, sir, whatever. Right. If I have my dreads down, I do get more of a feminine um, approach. Um, and if I'm in my drag self, I always get young man can i help you young man so you've got so, so the triple layer was going on yeah. so it's gender race, race and and my yes and my choice of identity yeah yeah in general right right, right. and 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 the fact i'm married to yeah. to ellen you know, sure. So, and who was who wasn't married when she was there last time, and definitely wasn't there the last time. I mean, this is like guess who's coming to part, dinner absolutely. times ten. <laughs> absolutely. Wow. So, I'll, I'll quickly tell you real yeah. quick because I know that your your time is valuable here, but it's the no, sweetest story because as the day went on, we were there for hours, and as the day went on, and we had dinner and everything, or snack with well, fika, uh, fika. Yeah, it's like an afternoon. It's like tea and with the English people. Okay, it's not some soccer, no, it's like soccer. tournament. It's like, get in here and watch this soccer tournament, and maybe I'll like you. Um, so we were we were sitting there, and at and then it was time for us to go to the next mm. family home, and and um, we were all looking at pictures, and he was sitting still away from us, right? And, mm. and he's older, and so he's not that mobile. But um, so I, at one point, I picked up all the pictures, and I went and sat inside of him, and. You know, I don't know Swedish. He doesn't know English, and I'm mm-hmm. s- sort of doing the best I can to say this is what we're looking at. Mm. And the smile on his face was priceless. Aww. Fast forwarding, we have to leave, and he holds me like nobody's business to say goodbye, and would not let me go. Oh, right. See, there you are, just busting through, <laughs> busting and, through the yeah, stereotypes. Yeah, and gave me a really big wow. kiss, and and uh, and you know, and at, at that just made my day. That's amazing. You know, so you know, it, it just shows that you're an ambassador. That people have to get to know who you are, and yeah. please don't judge me yeah. by what you see. And meet them where they're. You know, at meet me where my heart is. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where you will understand me as a person. No. You know, so it shows your generosity of spirit. Uh, so we're going to be right back. We've got Alex Yuan on the show, and this is Trans Station Radio. We'll be right back. Babe. I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? (laughs) Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. As a unified team of the best fertility specialists, guided by the highest ethical standards, Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. Many nonprofits rely on events to raise money, create space for community gathering, and offer opportunities to network. But how many hours in a day do community leaders have when they're busy changing the world? Imagine your next event, gala, festival, or celebration professionally executed with creative ideas and ideals to match your community service. IDK is the community's trusted event production company. Visit idkevents.com for all your event production needs. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Voices Network, streaming the best in progressive talk 24-7. Keep the progressive conversation going on on Facebook. Like us at facebook.com forward slash progressive voices. On the Progressive Voices Facebook page, we update the stories that our hosts like Tom Hartman, Stephanie Miller, Bill Press, and Leslie Marshall will be talking about during their shows. And we share great news, commentaries, opinion pieces, and videos from all over the progressive world. Always progressive, always on. Be part of the progressive conversation. Like us at facebook.com forward slash progressive voices. 
Welcome back to Trans Station Radio. This is Jack Strano. Trans Station Radio, where art and music go beyond the label. And on Trans Station Radio, we like to give practical advice sometimes and share ideas for other artists and performers. So I'd love to hear advice you have for other queer performers, other black and queer performers, drag performers, and what you have to say. I'm with Alex Yuen, uh, San Francisco icon, and I want to hear what you've got to say. <laughs> well, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I know that you were just in your, your intro talking about um, performances, and, and we just left off with talking about performing around the world, but you know, I got to give props to my mom and my dad because when I was little, they brought they had music all the time in our house. And every Sunday we'd come home from church and we'd have like a little talent show. And, and all it was my way, my mom's way of mm -hmm. tiring out all of us so sure. <laughs> she didn't have to sure. deal. <laughs> um, and so I remember being the comedian of the family. So therefore, I was the MC sometimes. Nice. And that gave me some um, some experience to why I always want to be an MC, and now I am. Mm -hmm. um, and then also an MC in my art, where I can spit some words and just mm -hmm. tell a story and all that kind of things. And and she was really really good about sticking to what your choices are mm -hmm. in music, like mm -hmm. and and gave me a, a broad range of music. But like, pick a channel, pick mm -hmm. something that you love, just so mm -hmm. you're not all over the place. And, and, you know, understand that, because if you understand that, you're going to understand other types of music as well, right? That's beautiful. And so I have to give a lot of props to my mom and my dad. They used to, their part of the, the talent show would get up and they would dance for us. Nice. And they were incredible. They, they were fun dancers. And my mom would tell me when they were alive, when she was still alive, she would tell me stories and, and she would tell me that I was dancing at eight months. Oh, right. And, and I started walking at eight yeah. months, but I was dancing at eight months. Yeah. And so she, she said, I always knew you'd be a dancer. And I remember once that my my sister, because that was my first choice was dance. Uh -huh. And I remember my sister once uh, was sneaking out of the house to go to this dance at the Y. And she was taking a bath and everything. And she said, come here. I'm sneaking out and you have to help me. And I said, no You're way. You're my alibi. I said, no way. I want to go with. Yeah. She goes, well, you don't know how to dance. And I said, yes, I do. And, uh, How old were you? I was, well, was the Y, so I was probably like nine, eight oh or nine. God, and she was, it. it was at the age where she was embarrassed by me. And so <laughs> she, was, she said, well, show me. And at that time, there was, we had name dances. So it was like mm -hmm. the Funky Chicken or the Funky Broadway or something. Yeah, she yeah. said she was naming all these dances. And the one I nailed it on was the Funky Broadway, I think it was called. And nice. I just did it. And she was like, Holy Wh crap! What? <laughs> <laughs> and then I could. Then I went into some pop locking just to like you know. Did she let you take it higher? Along. And then nice. she said, "Okay, you can go." So we both snuck out. Uh -huh. And next thing I know, I'm dancing with Wayne Johnson, and my mom comes in, <laughs> grabs my ear, and pulls me out. And my dad's waiting in the car, and we all our asses got put in the car and got oh, wow. taken home. Yeah. And um, and I'll never forget that. But I always there was a couple of things that came out of that. One is that I knew I could dance if my sister mm -hmm. said I could dance. Mm -hmm. Two, it was the music that I loved to dance with. So mm -hmm. I combined all those in order to go into my own musical journey. And three, if my mom was mad because we were at a dance yeah. and because she didn't give us permission, then I knew I could sneak out and do this kind of things yeah. again because all it meant was her coming in and pulling and just my ear and just up picking and you me up and home. I had a ride home. So. <laughs> <laughs> you had it figured so, out. So, you know. Nice. Uh, and that my sister trusted me to be with her. So that was, that was all of an incredible journey. So, you know, and, and all of that moving forward and bring, you know, starting – singing in in um, and telling young queer kids today it's just absolutely know your dance and stick to it and stick to it exactly <laughs> exactly and do it well pick one thing <laughs> and do it well um yeah so we so with the mama boys and that's why we we change up so much uh, uh -huh. people want a chance and we put them on the mic um, awesome. We like at the uh, the ribbon cutting. Yeah. We brought two little ones that were four and seven oh up on the God. stage with us, That's and beautiful. they are dancing. So whatever chance we can get, yeah. we'll bring the youth into our shows. Uh, we had I taught hip hop for ten years at Harvey Milk Civil Rights Academy, and would give kids the mic and let them spit or let them you know. And so awesome. we would always perform yeah. with kids, and then they had this one. This one show every year where we take 40 kids, put them on stage, and they yeah. would do a routine, and it was awesome. 
Well, you recreated the talent show you had on Sundays. There you go. Up. Exactly. That's beautiful. Exactly. So it was always this sense of not, you know, I don't want to be up there by myself. I want sure. others to be with me. Sure. Sure. You know, and take this journey and share that stage. Right, that's, and that's beautiful. And with us, we've got this opportunity to be around the world. You mm -hmm. know, we performed in in um, Sweden. We performed in um, in Rome, Italy. We actually were the first drag kings ever to perform at the Coliseum. Holy shit! Um, that's amazing. We, that's yeah, epic. Was, and we have that on film, which is awesome. Yeah, when's the documentary coming? Yeah, out? exactly. Well, there is one <laughs> that uh, that the students at uh, St. Mary's College put out, so I should be uh, able. That's amazing. I should, you know, make sure you guys get that link. That was fun. So a little bit uh, of some other things you do in the world in, in your waking hours. Give us a little idea where you work, what you do, and uh, how it is navigating that world for you. Hmm. Well, um, my work life has been somewhat fortunate in that I can always be me. Mm -hmm. I'm you know, a, a masculine of center queer person, and, um, and, and that's what you see. Mm -hmm. And I don't try to hide it. Mm -hmm. And in interviews or even when I'm going to meet with either clients or other people, mm -hmm. I don't hide it. Mm -hmm. And I'm fortunate now that I'm in like the perfect job. I'm mm -hmm. in the game world. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I work for a gaming company that um, is one of the biggest gaming companies. Um, and, and so, and I'm part of the design team there. That's awesome. And we do. Um, so there may be like a lot music. of type of yes. lesbros, I call them, like the cool dudes. There, yes, you exactly. Can be yourself you can be yourself. And that you can bro out with. And yeah. you can bro yeah. out. And they love being with lesbians. That's awesome. They're curious. All these yeah. uh, straight cis white boys. Who, well, and they also, you, you know, know, they they can do things in a group that are highly offensive, but maybe one on one, they're going to be a little more like. Oh, hey, wow, they like me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in. Mm -hmm. All right, right on. I got a seal of approval. Like, you know, give them a little stamp <laughs> on their forehead. <laughs> You're allowed to be in my presence. It's it's tough being a, a person of color in a uh, I can only female imagine. body, but with a, a um, male of center thought. Uh, you get a lot of dumb questions. Tech. Yeah, you do. I oh, mean, yeah. because Especially you're dealing tech. with a lot of folks who are entitled and not really, it's right. all about them. It's not right. really about... Um, asking the key questions to be inclusive, right? You know, but I'm fortunate because the team that I'm with, Dynamite. That's they're, great. They're awesome. That's great. Tell us a little bit about your involvement with sports and and mm -hmm. the Gay Olympics. This is yeah. amazing. Absolutely. I've been running track ever since I was seven years old, uh -huh. and so um, and my family is a big sports family. Uh -huh. My brothers and my my sisters volleyball, basketball, etc., track and field, and. I was, um, I had qualified, uh, my times had qualified for the Olympic trials and, you know, I got injured and everything, but I was sponsored, had a, had a local sponsorship um, by Nike and, and, and then moved on to a local sponsorship by Adidas and that was my shoes and everything. Mm -hmm. And Tom Waddell, who started the Gay Olympics, yeah, sure heard about me somehow um, I don't know maybe from San Francisco State or whatever because I had broken some records and I was in the paper and approached me and said hey look I have this idea mm -hmm. and I would love for you to take this journey with me mm. and I was I played softball uh, I was new to the softball gay softball scene and his uh, best friend Sarah uh, Lewinstein um, and I became friends and mm -hmm. so with that uh, they both talked to me about you know, coming aboard and, and participating in the first in the first uh, Gay Olympics. And that's when we were allowed to, to call it Gay Olympics. Sure. And then the Olympic Committee came down on us and said, you can't use Olympics. And we mm -hmm. lost the um, the court case. Mm -hmm. And so we had to change the name to Gay Games. Mm -hmm. And and that's what it still is. And, and it's just a reflection. Uh, it's not meant to be disrespectful of using Gay Games mm -hmm. to any other part of our community. It's just that's the... The, the moniker, moniker of it, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and um, and so I got to try. I got to perform, you know, in San Francisco, and New York, Vancouver, and Sydney. This has been a wonderful interview with Alex Yuen. I'm Jackie Strano, and this is Trans Station Radio, where art and music go beyond the label. Been so honored to have you here. So many things coming up: House of Kingdom, Mama's Boys. Uh, we got Unleashed. We got so many things, but you're also the Grand Marshal in the SF Pride Parade in June. Yes. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about that and what is it going to look like for you? Well, I'm very honored to be selected by the community to be the Grand Marshal. I have to give a shout out to everybody who voted for me. 
And what my wish and my, and my mission is going to be is to make sure that this float represents many's voice with the administration that we have. And in that, it's going to be a, a resistant contingent for us. And that I would love as many people as possible to come and march with me. I'm not going to be sitting on a convertible waving. It is going to be a tank of some sort. <laughs> nice. So come and march with me. And how can people find you and talk to you and hook up? There'll be more, more, if you follow me on Facebook, there'll be a lot of messages that way. Okay, wonderful. Once again, this has been Trans Station Radio. I'm Jack Strano. I've had the wonderful Alex Yuen on our debut episode. Tune in, Progressive Voices Network on the Michelle Miao Show. Thank you. <laughs>